podcast in the galaxy. The Easy Easy Show. I was about to press leave meeting by mistake when it comes up to confirm that I'm okay with it. Like, no, actually, don't feel like being recorded. Hello and welcome back to the Elise Yeezy Show. I'm your host, Elise Yeezy, and today I'm joined by Evangelina Skov. How are you doing, mate? Hello, I'm back again. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> what have you been up to? What's going on? What's good? What's going on is uh, I actually have no idea. I I don't know when the last one we recorded was. It was recent, but I can't remember anything in between that and now. Well, that's always a good sign if you just have like a month-long amnesia. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. All I can remember is drama. And, you know, that's all I need really to do my job and this. So, <laughs> Well, your recent video did well about that Illuminati um, person who I still have no idea what's going on there. I don't know. <laughs> who that person is so what you're saying is you haven't watched my videos <laughs> no i don't watch anyone's <laughs> videos anymore fair neither do i to be honest uh i sometimes watch yours occasionally i try they're very so. long considering you well, edit them i would hope so <laughs> yeah well i watch them when i edit them but the ones i don't <laughs> edit i'm like uh that's long I don't watch them back. Do you think I sit there and watch an entire like four hour long? That's what I'm about to do tonight. Like, you know, I just finished my script for the Fifty Shades Darker. So the sequel to Fifty Shades Grey. Um, and the script, I think it's like 160 pages or something. Like, so it's by far my longest yet. It's hideous. That's it's disgusting. Oh, it's it's awful. It's awful. And it's going to <laughs> it's gonna be like a seven hour long video. Like for oh, real. Shit. How are you going to record a seven-hour-long video? That's like a whole day's work. Yes, but I also I bought some. I bought. Do you know you can get SD cards? This is not interesting to anyone who doesn't like do media. But you can get SD cards that are like five hundred gig SD cards. Do you know that? Yeah, mine are like five hundred gigs. Well, I have one five hundred one two fifty six two two so one of those. It's a very specific number. I didn't know that. That's like more power than what we went to the moon with if we went to the moon <laughs> i know i fully believe we went to the moon i think it would have been harder to stage it i just think the moon is hollow we've been through this with you <laughs> i think we went to the moon but then i listened to um i think it was one of sean atwood's podcasts and he had like this moon denier <laughs> not like the moon's existence but a moon landing denier i should say on and i listened to it for about an hour and i'll be damned if like by the end of it i wasn't a little bit like maybe we didn't go but then that reverted because who cares whether we went or didn't go it doesn't pay any of my bills do you know what i mean so i don't really care that much yeah it doesn't really feel like the biggest deal to be honest i mean like the moon is still there Allegedly, some people don't think it's there, but you know, pretty sure it's there. Uh, so that's all we really need to know. Yeah, it doesn't really affect my life. So oh, I've become one of those people that, like, I used to kind of <laughs> look down upon. What a rude, what a nasty thing to say. Um, but I've become one of those like apathetic people because I remember being like 21 and working in this bar and being like, you know, going to protests and protesting stuff don't know what anything really um and talking to like older people like older men in their 40s about it at the pub and they'd be like yeah we don't bother with that stuff anymore because nothing changes and i'll be like well if you don't bother then nothing's gonna change and now 
I am in that camp of like nothing ever changes. Uh, just just my gas bill gets higher and higher, and then I die. Like, well, not yet, but one day, you know, my gas bill is going to be like a million quid, and I'll be ninety. Yeah. Well, I also don't plan on dying. I think I've told you this. It's just not something I'm going to do. Uh, but <laughs> beyond that, I do agree with you that thing, like nothing changes. But I kind of try to like, I don't know, at least speak about things, not be fully 100 yeah. percent complacent. But at the yeah. same time, I'm pretty nihilistic about it all at this point. <laughs> You've got to watch out with wanting to try to like not to die and live forever because that's a Greek tragedy about to happen. So imagine you get given a wish and you're like, oh, I'd like to live forever. But then you don't specify that you want to stay young. So you're like a million years old and you turn into a, like a little wisp of dust because you're that old and frail. I'm pretty sure I'm that is be, a Greek tragedy. I'm going to be like Cassandra from Doctor Who. Is that her name? Cassandra. Who is you that? Doctor No. Is Okay, there's an episode of Doctor Who and there's this like really, really old woman. I think she's like the last human or something. It's like way in the future. And she's literally just like stretched out skin on a thing. The whole thing is like she's shouting the whole time, moisturize me. So (laughs) I'm going to be that. I'm looking this up right now. I want to see that. No, I know what that is. I've seen that before. I I always thought that was like a a Mighty Boosh character. No, it's Doctor Who. Everything's that, Doctor Who in the end. That looks like something that Noel Fielder would do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it does feel... Maybe he wrote the character. That's disgusting. Anyway. That would be me. No, I'm planning to like put my uh, consciousness in a computer. So that that's the plan. What if you get hacked? Oh, well then, you know. What you and who do? owns the computer? Is it a computer you've made? Or are you trusting Elon Musk? Because I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm making computers. I'm like <laughs> fucking genius level now. Did I not tell you that? Forgot to mention. I just choose to do YouTube and not do the smart things. Just, you know, for fun. <laughs> because you can't trust the people who are going to build the quantum computers to upload the consciousness into. It's not going to be accessible for us unless we become billionaires in the next 10 years. And even then, do you want to be knocking around with like Elon Musk? It's better than dying. I'm just not going to, I'm just not doing it. I refuse. Mm. Eh. Like sheer, like stubbornness is what's going to keep me alive. I'm not dying. That's it. (laughs) If I was going to become immortal, I would want to go down the vampire route. Because I'm convinced there's got to be like some vampires around. Why do we have so many myths about, you know? So that's the route I'm going to go down. I would rather be a vampire than be stuck in a computer with Elon Musk and all the other insufferable billionaires. Like you're going to be have to be hanging out with who's a billionaire who I don't like. All of them. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> JK Rowling, she's not a billionaire anymore, but you know that she'll put herself in there. Like it'll just be, it'll just be like the most. Have you seen that? What's that film? Don't, don't look up. Yeah, it's good. I like that one. <laughs> Spoiler alert! But you know, at the end, when all the billionaires they they find a planet finally, like twenty thousand years into the future, and all the billionaires, <laughs> it's just all old, like haggard people because they've got no intention of like uh, repopulating the human race on a different planet. They just wanted to live forever because they don't care about carrying on because they're all like in their 60s whatever that's what it'll be like inside a quantum computer and i'm gonna be one of those old people (laughs) and it's gonna be great 
Uh, look, if vampirism is a choice, that is my first choice, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, you got to have like backup plans. Sure, sure. <laughs> vampirism is a lifestyle choice. We shouldn't judge I people. Mean, exactly. I'd be like, mm, no, I don't think this, uh, this is a complete tangent. I'm so sorry, but I have to get this thought out of my head. I don't think I'd be like a vegetarian vampire because they kill animals and that's sad. So I think I'd just go for the people. I agree. I, I agree. I would definitely be a carnival vampire and eat humans. You could eat the billionaires. You could literally eat the rich. Duh. We've like, solved I it. I don't know why Edward Cullen gave it up because like, he was using his mind-reading powers to kill uh, murderers and sex offenders. And then he just gave that up to live a better life, not protecting... No, the- fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Let him die. Kill him. <laughs> don't kill anybody. Ever. <laughs> I'm currently... Um, my life is a mess. It's chaotic. I'm living in hotels and relatives' places. It's all just a pile of shit. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a nice hotel. You've got a picture of a horse. That's really all you need. This one, it's not. It's actually not too bad. It's not that expensive, and you get breakfast included. And you know, because like I haven't been able to upload for an entire month because. Because I'm in between moves and I went to stay with my mum for a bit. My mum has the worst internet. One of the worst internets, actually. Because I tried to, you know, I can't... People who follow the podcast, they're going to want to know why I haven't been uploading like properly. So here's like the basic gestalt, right? Um, I can't edit on this laptop. This laptop, it's like, it's a 2018 MacBook Pro. So you think it'd be pretty good. It's such a pile of shit. When I'm we transferring files, I can't use the laptop at the same time because it will just shut down. Um, it can't edit without lagging. For every like 10 seconds of editing I do, it will lag about 20 seconds. And with my ADHD, I always come this close to just chucking the laptop out the window. Can't do it. Not going to do it. I can't edit on this. And I was trying to send you a measly 50 gigabyte file at my mum's using her internet and it said it would take 40 hours now on average my videos I think because they're so long they're usually around like 200 gig like in raw footage so if I have to wait an entire week to send someone 200 gig on a laptop that's so temperamental that I can't use it for anything else whilst it's sending files. How am I going to get anything done? And then I was at my boyfriend's sister's and her internet was even worse. The same like 50 gig file said it wanted to take 100 hours instead of 40. So I was like at my wit's end. Um, So I'm just like in between so many places at the moment and I've finally just given up and I've booked myself into a hotel and the internet is actually fast enough. And you've sold it. Now you can just stay there forever. The internet's good. That's where you stay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a swimming pool, so that's always good. But it's just, it's just, you know, it's not ideal in this economy um, with these prices. But otherwise, like, the alternative is, is I literally don't fucking work until the end of November. And I don't know about you, but I can't do that. I don't get paid unless I work. There's no job security in doing YouTube, so... You know, taking a bit of a financial hit at the moment, but hopefully with Christmas coming up, I'll make the buddy back and more, mm-hmm. you know. So hopefully. 
Although I think I've said this to you before, like for me, December is always a, a terrible month for me, for whatever reason. I don't know what someone that's else about. said that. Someone else has said that to me, but December's always quite nice for me. Well, then just make it all back. You should just do a video every single day, somehow, seventeen hours long. Or no, it wasn't seventeen. It was seven. <laughs> <laughs> I just added time onto it for you. I just live stream all day. Well, I am planning to do like a um. I'm always quite hesitant to unveil my plans publicly because we all know me. You can't trust me. I am not a dependable person. But I do want to do something akin to Vlogmas with the podcast and also with like the third channel, kind of to make up for the fact that I haven't been able to upload for a month straight, you know. And also, everyone does Vlogmas to try to take advantage of the higher CPM and stuff. Um, So I'm going to try to... Oh, it's just all. Do you know what? Like, and I miss working. I miss filming because I like it. It just it feels like I've been on vacation, but not in a nice way. Because again, not on a salary. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I don't do some work, I'm gonna run out of money pretty fucking soon. You know. Um. So yeah. Well, look. At least you can like actually get stuff done now, and you can send files and. Yeah. So that's all okay. And you have your microphone, that's all you need. And as I said already, and your eyebrows look really good. So everything's coming together. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll unveil my new eyebrows. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about a bit of drama, aren't we? Yes, because there's always something fucking new <laughs> every day. Yeah, there really is. So today we're going to cover the... Mr. Beast and Rosanna, what's her name? Pensino. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I'm Rosanna pretty sure Pensino. that's right. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that because I saw Rosanna go on to H3's podcast to discuss what had happened and I had some thoughts and feelings, but it feels a bit risky this one because it feels like, I don't know, it, it kind of feels like the, the comment section on H3's podcast anyway um, aren't going to agree with me. And my thoughts upon this. How about you? I mean, it's really polarized. I think me and you are probably kind of in agreement. I can see both the arguments and blah, blah, blah. But it is very polarizing online. I wouldn't trust H3's comment section. I don't know if they scrub things or not. I feel like they might have somebody to do that. But that is just pure speculation. <laughs> so H3's kind of funny to me because... He certainly has an, mm, how do I phrase this? An audience now that six or seven years ago is the opposite of the audience he had back then. And people, look, people can change and stuff. I don't think H, I don't, hmm. I was about to say, I don't think H, no, I enjoyed a lot of H3H3's content. There were some things that he said, though, that you definitely shouldn't say. If you know what I'm on about, he sat in a room mm-hmm. with iDubs and he filmed a podcast with iDubs and he said words that even iDubs sat there and went, can, like, was making faces like, can you not? Yeah. <laughs> iDubs. Yeah. Um, I used to enjoy a lot of H3H3's content back in the day. Um, but it's just funny because, like, his audience now is very different to how it was back then. And I don't personally believe that he's changed all too much not that he should have changed like loads in the first place anyway that's not what I'm saying at all but I think that sometimes 
his his real personality comes out because once every few months he gets in trouble and gets huge backlash from his audience because he slips up and says something a little bit offensive or a little bit controversial and his current audience don't like it. And it's like, well, <laughs> you guys, you guys clearly weren't around six or seven years ago because this is Ethan. That's, that's who he is. You know, it's almost like, I think I saw someone say once, it's almost like when he and Trisha did frenemies, they got like, he got a whole new influx of like Trisha's audience who are a bit mm-hmm. more like like the people who watch beauty content and that type of thing are a little bit more quick to cancel people, shall we say, mm-hmm. right? So now Ethan kind of has like that as like his basis for his audience, but it's at odds with his true personality because he is a bit of an edgelord. Yeah. Not, not that but it's like, not you know, like... Not that, like there's nothing wrong with that sometimes as long as you're not using slurs. You know, they, that's kind of like the... That's like... The bar is on the floor, and yet so many people can't even reach that bar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just like the bare fucking minimum. <laughs> and that's all. Don't say racist things, bare minimum. And yet. Um, yeah, so I wonder that about H3H3's audience as well. I think, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't see. It's just, I think, the fact that he. How do I say this? Oh, whatever. It's not trendy to be like that kind of edgy, whatever he used to be anymore. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. he's just being what's trendy. Like it's trendy to be more PC and all of mm-hmm. that, which is not to say, you know, there's anything wrong with that, but it is like it's not actually who he is. So he's built up this weird fake version of himself that he can't live up to because mm. eventually like who you are is going to come out. So he's fucked himself over and it's always hard to like unless you meet people in real life and get to know them properly like you and i know each other pretty well it's always hard it's hard to gauge who actually genuinely does change and who doesn't because i feel like um i'm gonna speak from my experience but i feel like a lot of us like me in my early 20s i was definitely anti-pc culture because there was a time where it was a bit ludicrous. And the H3H3 video, Humongous, is a very good example of that. You, have you ever seen that? Because um, H3, he used to do reactionary content to like really kind of far left SJW style stuff, right? And there was this one guy, um, this woman's like recording him and following him. I'm, I'm not sure why. I can't remember the context, but she's like, what's your name? What's your name? And he goes, I'm humongous. And she's like, what? And he goes, humongous, you know, <laughs> because like he's a bigger guy, right? And she turns around and goes, is that sexual assault? Is that sexual harassment? And she starts screaming at him, being like, this guy just assaulted me, essentially, because he told oh a dad joke. Like dude was in his mid forties. He told a dad joke, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so like H3 and people like that would make reactionary content about those type of topics and I was definitely more on the anti-PC side because like there was no room for nuance with certain types of people you know like that's clearly a bloke doing a dad joke and that it's not fair to film him and act as though he's a sex offender for say humongous mm-hmm. you know what I mean um but that was in my early 20s. And as I've grown, I've developed a little thing called 
empathy and I've naturally I've naturally gone the path of like being a bit more considerate and trying to like see things from other people's perspectives and point of views and stuff and it is interesting to note that like when H3H3 was doing its content because a lot of people did change I mean if you look at iDubs I don't believe iDubs has gone the route of being more PC because it's popular because his audience his core demographic fucking hate it and they bully him to no end he has not um his career is not going exactly well due to like mm-hmm. the development and the growth that he's gone through. It's really quite interesting, right? Um, but H3H3 was like in his 30s when he started doing YouTube. So, you know, at least some of us, when we were a bit more on the anti-PC or anti-SJW like um, bandwagon, at least we were in our early 20s. But I feel like maybe mm-hmm. that's a bit unfair to say. I don't know. I don't know. And this has nothing to do with the Mr. Beast thing, but... Well, just to briefly explain for people who don't actually know what's going on. Um, yeah, she idea. came out with a Twitter statement, yeah. She was saying that she had taken part in Creator Games 3, which is a big thing, a YouTube original that Mr. Beast did, where they have to like compete against other YouTubers. And the final game was hide-and-seek, and she had come out in the top three. She'd come out third. But Mr. Beast edited it so that she was fifth. And it was supposed to be her, Zach, something whose name I just can't remember for whatever reason, and Quackity. Quackity mm. was supposed to be second. But he edited it so it was that Zach dude, LeRae, and Logan Paul were in the top three. So Rosanna put out the statement and is trying to kind of frame it in a way that makes Mr. Beast look sexist. Like saying that he edited out the only female from the top three, even though he also like edited out Quackity, who is a man. So from my viewpoint, this is hearsay. Um, my mate, who was following all the drama on Twitter, told me that like she kind of built up to releasing the statement and the build up to the statement sounded as though it was a lot more shall we say severe than someone just editing a hide and seek video like some of the language that was being used some of the rhetoric it sounded as though it was like a much more serious situation i think even ordinary gamers um i don't know if that's their name like someone tweeted when i found out this was about <laughs> hide and seek like you know mm-hmm. it, it's a bit um because I'm looking, it's it's the extreme $1 million hide-and-seek one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Logan Paul was in the thumbnail for this, because I have my own theory as to what's happened. Um, yeah, she said, like, I think the quote was, it felt like a boys' club. And they it felt like they didn't want a woman there, or something like that, or they didn't want a female creator there. Which, it's just, it's a lot of assumption on her part. Like, she did also say that she's had other female creators tell her that they've had like more serious issues with Mr. Beast but she didn't say what they are so Mm. like if that's true then that's a whole different situation but she said in the H3 thing that you know she's built up this community and she could have done a lot of good with the million dollars and I kind of felt like but it was for the winner to give away to their community or their charity or whatever so that to me was a bit of it was just kind of like a moot point do you know what I mean like it was going to go to charities or communities regardless so who's to say that your idea of charity or community is better than i don't know loray or logan paul or whoever won it the whole thing mm-hmm. about it being a bit of a boys club the mm. world is a boys club 
The world is a boys' club. I don't know. I guess I can't really. Well, look, I'm not in the American YouTuber scene. I've met a lot of English YouTubers, and I'll get on fine with them, boys, girls, regardless. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not the same situation. I know. But the example, one of the examples she used of that was that when they'd found like most of the people, Mr. Beast asked, oh, who wants to go with me to find the people who are still hiding? I think it was just Larray at that point or, or Quaxi or whatever. And she said, oh, I'll go with you. And then Logan Paul said, I'll go with you. And he said, oh, actually, I'll just take Logan Paul. I don't know what. I'll pick up my train of thought in a second. I've just seen something that's annoyed me a little bit. Well. <laughs> the um chicken shop date girl has gone on to um hot ones. Oh, your arch nemesis doesn't know I exist, and yet she is. No, she's not my arch nemesis. Like, as I don't think about her that much, to be honest. It's just you know, whenever she pops up, which isn't often because I've put don't recommend channel. You know, not mm-hmm. having it when she does pop up. Um, because I feel like I'm one of the. I'm just the only person who feels like the vibes are bad. And the vibes are very off of her. I don't I, think I I've ever like watched her. That's them. Mm. Well, she's been on a few things like Come Dine With Me and just like other things outside of the character she's obviously playing in the chicken shop date. And I just thought, <laughs> I don't know. I feel, like the, I feel like I'm the only person. But I think the vibes are off of everyone. Anyway, Mr. <laughs> Beast. <laughs> what do we know about Mr. Beast? Well, here's what I know about Mr. Beast. I listened to his Joe Rogan episode when he went mm. on. and. Mr. Beast is very good at talking about social media and the business behind YouTube. Anytime that Joe tried to reference anything outside of that sphere, shall we say, that media sphere, Jimmy had no frame of reference for anything. Like he couldn't hold or maintain a conversation unless it was about YouTube. And I kind of feel like, came away from listening to it, feeling like he's hyper fixated on YouTube to such an extent that he is the world's biggest YouTuber. And you know what? Yeah, he does deserve it. It is a it is a very good skill set what he's done. He's got like 200 million followers. You know, he like has channels where they upload um the same videos but with Spanish dubs. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like and that's quite innovative. Like that's a, that's a good idea. Spanish is one of the um it's isn't it the most spoken language or the second most spoken language in the world? It's up there. It's definitely in like the top five alongside. I, think, I feel like it's Mandarin and then Spanish. Yeah. Um, I think. So that's an innovative idea because otherwise if it's just up in English, then you're not reaching the broadest audience possible. Um, so he's he's the best at what any of us do. And yet, because I get quite jealous of other people's success, hence why Chicken Shop Date Girl, girl, you know, Um and yet, when I listened to the Joe Rogan interview, I did kind of come away feeling a bit like I'm not jealous of his um, obsession with YouTube. Because, yeah, he's like ridiculously... Well, he puts most of the money back into the, into videos. He's ridiculously successful, let's say that. But he can't... Unless it's anime or YouTube, he... he like, you know, yeah. you, you couldn't... We couldn't talk like I am with you really right mm-hmm. now. You know, I couldn't reference anything mm-hmm. other than YouTube. Um, and but I didn't feel like, he... Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that uh, I feel like people 
kind of need to bear that in mind because from obviously it's not a good thing what he did he, he's lied essentially he's lied and he's kind of like robbed Rosanna of being third place which she rightfully won but I do think he just sees views first business first Logan Paul's in the thumbnail Logan Paul was on his redemption arc at the time mm-hmm. remember um What's going to generate the most amount of talking, views, et cetera, et cetera, have these people in the top three, like bump her down. Obviously, it's not a good thing to do because you have lied and you've manipulated your editing um, footage or whatever. But if you have like the mindset of Mr. Beast, which I don't, but I can see why he would have done that. Like, I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I think it is important to have integrity when it comes to, well, as much integrity as YouTubers have. But... Mm-hmm. I can see how someone who is so obsessed with YouTube would do that. Yeah, I mean, like, he's even said as well, like, when he was growing up, he didn't have any friends because he couldn't talk about anything besides YouTube and nobody Mm -hmm. cared. So, like, it's been an ongoing thing forever. And then he also said he used to live in this house with a bunch of other creators and all they would do all day, every day is study YouTube. Like, that's Mm. all they would do. And, like, so, you know, he does deserve it good for him but it is the only thing in his brain. I think maybe it wouldn't be so bad if he didn't like frame himself and his channel as being like 100% authentic and like all of that. I think what he does is good. He's undeniably good at what he does. I've never thought much of his like on-camera presence. I've I've mm-hmm. always found it a little bit like Today I'm gonna ask like you don't talk like that in real life, mate, because like no no one does. It he's yeah. never come across as like and not to say he's a bad person, I'm not saying that, but he's never come mm-hmm. across as like authentic to me. It's a bit like a child's TV presenter, which I guess yeah. a lot of his audience is quite young. So that's kind of really what it is, you know. So like mm-hmm. the idea of well, I guess content and presenter can be divided from one another. I think but... it's meant to be that like the content itself is authentic, not that the way he portrays Mm. it and himself. But like in the video that I did about him, like I pointed out other videos where he has faked stuff. Like it's not an isolated incident. So. What's he faked? I don't know. Like, well, I won't tell you because people should watch my video. (laughs) There's just. Give Give us one. Give us one. Well, I've only gone into depth about one thing. There's one particular video where like, it looks like somebody's life is in danger. Like it's this big escape <laughs> thing. Why but am it's I clearly, it's clearly CGI. Like there's no way around it. But I don't know because like my little brother watches Mr. Beast, right? My mm. little brother's really young. And that is like, he has a big audience. So he has an audience of like all ages. But I think a big demographic is like young kids that are kind of kids, bought yeah. into that. And They do think it's all real, which is, it's kind of the problem. But at the same time, does it matter if they don't know who won hide and seek? Like that, like, it's bad, but it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think with a bit of perspective as well, because just after this happened with Rosanna and everything, he uploaded a video that he built a hundred wells in Africa with like clean drinking water. And it's like, well, like, you know, <laughs> okay, he faked hide and seek, but like he's giving people access to clean drinking water. So can we maybe 
calm down a bit. Like I'm, he's not the greatest person in the world. He's not the worst person in the world. At least he's doing something good with his money at the end of the day. I think he he far does like more good than bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, hide and seek, but then um, paying for people's medical issues to be rectified or building wells in Africa or, you know, donating a bunch of money to different people. Right. There's a TV show I've been watching, yeah, called Married at First Sight UK. Oh, dear God. Okay. <laughs> it's because I caught an episode of it one night and I was like, oh, I'll watch some more of this. And I've never seen it before. Yeah, obviously, I know the concept. People, they meet at the altar, get married, and then they have to do like couples things and stay together and try and make the relationship work. It's an experiment. But from what I've gathered, it's gotten more and more dramatic each season, obviously, to the point that now it's kind of like a parody of itself in a way. Um Why did I bring that up? What was I going to say? Let me... Something about someone called... That's it. Right. Okay. So, I've only ever watched this season and I'm invested, so I'm going to stick it through to the end. I'm never watching this show again because I believe what the producers are doing is um, fundamentally torturing these people in this experiment, fundamentally, all in the pursuit of views and success and drama and people talking about it. I'm talking about right now. So it has done its job, self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, but I think that is unethical. And there's this bloke in the experiment called Georges, right? And he's with this woman called Peggy. And when you first meet George, he's a knob. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. You think he's a knob. And I'm going to reach out to him once the series is over. And I'm going to try and get him to come on this podcast, yeah? Because, like, he's at the altar being like, oh, well, as long as she has, like, you know, big mummy milkers. He says that. Did he uh, say that? Yes, he says <laughs> that. Right? But I have never seen someone do such a 180 and have a character redemption arc over the course of a series, right? Because, like, the woman he got paired with is destroying this poor man and they have a panel of love experts who uh, they do these commitment ceremonies every week to see if they want to both stay in the experiment and the love experts are like you need to do this you need to do that um, on this series there have been a lot of men who have been behaving really badly and so they've been chucked off the show there was a guy called Brad who was emotionally abusing and controlling his partner Shona um, but again I could do a whole episode running about this. The you should do is, a video about this. <laughs> well, the show is uh, it's commissioned by Channel 4, and Channel 4 are not doing a duty of care to the contestants, nor to the fucking public, I'll say, because Shona and Brad got asked to leave because they had an altercation, and you don't really know what happened, um, but it sounds like it was pretty bad. Like, this guy, he was just dead behind the eyes. He was quite, kind of, like, quite sociopathic, you know? Um, mm -hmm. He like love bombed her and then devalued her and then was like controlling her. And it was just this whole spectacle that we were watching on TV. So they got asked to leave the experiment. Um, and it could have been a moment where Channel 4 could have put up a message being like, Brad showed controlling or emotionally abusive behavior. If you've been affected by this, here's like a hotline to call. They didn't do anything like that. They were just like, leave. We don't want a lawsuit kind of thing, like kind of vibe, you know. They didn't put um, up anything no, no isn't that just standard practice at this point 
You'd fucking think. And then these are the same people that are like, oh, hashtag be kind. And it's like, you fucking be kind to these participants who come on your show. And I hate, I don't like the argument of, well, these people sign up for it. They know what they're getting into. No, they don't. Like, there needs Nobody to be signs deep- up to get abused. Well, even like with a lesser example, do you know what I mean? Because like producers and TV companies need to have a duty of care to their participants. So Shona was actually quite emotionally vulnerable as a person, regardless of like Brad being around or not. She'd had issues with like an eating disorder. Um, I think she'd had like really uh, some severe issues in relationships in the past. So already she was a vulnerable person who shouldn't have been vetted and put through the process in the first place, you know? Mm -hmm. So they failed on that account already by having her on the show, unfortunately. Um, There was another person called Luke who, I don't want to get sued, but I reckon allegedly he was just an angry cokehead, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Nasty. And it's funny because he started off like quite all right. Like, oh, like like a lot of the people who seemed all right on their wedding day turned into arseholes. A lot of people who like seemed like arseholes, like Georgia's actually turned all right. Um, but this guy, Luke, he tried to attack another groom on the show, like banging on his door and tried, like went into his flat and tried to attack him. And then he was talking like, well, big shit on Instagram after it's been like, her <laughs> oh, chat shit, get banged. But the fight was him literally just like grabbing him and like grappling. Like, <laughs> I have better fights at my boxing gym. What you want about? Yeah, absolute wet lettuce. So Jesus he got kicked, he got kicked off the show for being awful. Um, mm-hmm. And now as George and Peggy, this woman is like deconstructing and destroying this man episode by episode. Um, <laughs> sorry, this has nothing to do with the fucking Rosanna stuff. But I just I have a lot to say. Well, you have to finish it now. I want to know where this is going. I know, right? I know, right? Okay. Um, so. <laughs> when they go like they have the wedding they go on honeymoon together yeah on their honeymoon George and Peggy so Peggy works in tech right oh she works in tech um, doesn't seem to fucking know what Twitch is for starters works in Twitch mm. doesn't doesn't understand the concept of um, live streaming and gaming right and George likes to do a little bit of that in his spare time it's one of his hobbies yeah somehow they get onto the the um, topic of OnlyFans they don't say that but you, you know what they're mm-hmm. alluding to and Peggy goes would you be all right of it if I did OnlyFans? And he said, I respect your, it's your body, it's your choice, and I would respect your choice either way. And she goes, oh, I can't believe you would like want me to do OnlyFans. And he was like, I've not said that. And she was like, well, I can't believe you'd be okay with it because we're meant to be in a relationship and I can't believe you would allow me to like disrespect myself like that. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, what? And everyone on Reddit was like, what and she like had a tantrum <laughs> about this and he had to like fucking apologize for what who knows and the the or like of- saying i respect your bodily autonomy <laughs> i'm so sorry how could i the topic of like online content creation and stuff comes up and he explains he does a little bit of you know gaming and live streaming and he has a little audience and stuff and she, and she's like just wants she's inquiring more and he goes Oh, so, you know, he doesn't, they don't say Twitch. They don't say OnlyFans. I don't know why. Like, maybe they aren't allowed. But he's like, oh, so my community online, they have a currency in the form of baguettes. Because he speaks French, and I'm not sure if he is, like, part French. But he does speak, like, I think at least fluent French, right? So his currency is in the form of baguettes. And 
if people like in the audience get enough baguettes, they can request him to do things. So she's immediately like, what's the weirdest thing that you've been requested? Right. And he goes, oh, like once um, I kind of wore, uh, no, once like I was in my shorts and they asked me to do some squats on camera. So I did some squats. When I tell you that that single little thing has carried their entire fucking storyline for almost an entire month, right? Because she couldn't get over this. She was like, I don't want you doing that. It's sexual. It's disrespectful. It's this, it's that. The way that they go on about it, you would have thought that he like was doing orgies on Pornhub. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, it's like, it's fucking outrageous. And what's funny is on the subreddit, people found the videos of him squatting. <laughs> and it's... It's it, it's to the point, it, it's like, I think if I did that on my YouTube channel, my boyfriend wouldn't say anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, she's all like, oh, it's disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. And then she like, she sees the video of it and she storms off. But the funniest part is, is she's like, you know, because it's disrespectful, right? It's demeaning. Um, mm-hmm. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be showing his skin like that. And if he's going to be in a relationship, never mind the fact that it happened like months ago, right? She walks off and she's wearing these trousers and the trousers are like cut off at the back. And you can basically almost see her arse cheeks in these trousers. It's brilliant. <laughs> Fucking irony, right? Her family... <laughs> Oh, her family, they do nothing but give him a hard time, right? Um, They talked, in the relationship, they talked about uh, sexual things, you know, because they've not had sex yet. And the experiment is almost over. They're like, some of the couples get on it straight away at the honeymoon. Like some, it's like over the course. They've not had sex yet, right? But they had, they were talking about, I guess, kinks or whatever. Rimming comes up. I hope I don't get demonetized for for saying that. Um, About cups, clearly. Margaritas. yeah, the rim of this mug, right? Um, she's like, no, disgusting. And he's like, okay, okay. So you won't want me to do that. And she's like, no. <laughs> anyway, they're, um, they have like a in-laws week where the family come round to talk. And her mum and sister come round and she announces to them, I found out my husband likes rimming. Like whilst he's there, embarrasses him. Do you? Do you see you see where I'm going with all of this, right? The mum is like, what's that? And they're like, don't, don't worry. Oh my God. I so say, would oh, I would never speak to her again. I'd be gone so fucking fast. Oh my God. Because he's Sorry. not embarrassed. Oh. He's not embarrassed about like that. Bit of a kink, whatever, but she's deliberately trying to put him down and embarrass him. And in what universe does your mother need to know about your sexual escapades in the bedroom with like your partner or whatever? In what fucking universe? You know? That's so, um, weird. so she keeps like Peggy cares about what everyone else thinks of her and her relationship. She keeps bad mouthing George to all the girls. So the mm-hmm. girls have turned around and said, do you know what? Um, we don't think you're suitable. We don't think that you're compatible because they had to write a list of like their priorities, basically, right? And their priorities didn't match, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one week where they had to write three things they liked about each other and three, three things they didn't. The things that she didn't like about him were basically his passions, his hobbies, his jobs, him, like basically just him as a person. So the other girls pointed out they don't think that they're compatible. She twisted that and said to George, um, no one here likes you. 
And she keeps telling him that no one here likes you and she doesn't want to be with someone who nobody likes. Is this not at this point like emotional abuse, what she's oh, doing? We <laughs> went past that like a good two weeks ago, <laughs> right? Um, so and he keeps being like, I don't care about other people's opinions. She's like, well, I do, and blah, blah, blah. Um, at the, like one of the most recent commitment ceremonies, he's a shell of like the person that he was when he entered the experiment. Like he broke down and cried because of the pressure because he's like, he's not good enough for her and he's trying to change. And she's like, um, her viewpoint is I want to know the real you because I don't feel like I know the real you because you change depending on who you're around. It's like, what you mean? Like every single fucking human being does like the way I talk to you would be different to, I don't know if Mr. Beast joined the phone call. So I know you better. That's just called like, I guess, adapting to whatever social dynamic you're in. Like, mm -hmm. maybe if she fucking understood that, she wouldn't have mentioned rimming in front of her own mother. Oh, maybe if she, had, if she had a few brain cells, she would <laughs> understand that social dynamics dictate. It's not a persona that you're putting out. It's just like different parts of your personality. It's not fake at all. So she keeps saying like, I don't know who you are as a person, but then when she gets to know who he is as a person, she's always like, but you need to change for this to work. So it's like, so Show me it? who you are, but not like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Broken this poor man down. They did like um, a couple swap for a few days, right? And he was put with this girl called Adrian. And it was the first time in a month, I think, you saw him just being like happy. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's, and it's just to the point that, because a lot of people on Reddit have noticed, like how come the other people got kicked off? But like what Peggy is doing to this bloke, it's not being questioned. It's not being pushed back upon except for by the audiences. Like, mm -hmm. so my point, this is how it ties in. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> we got there, we got there, we got there. Um, people on the show, because they're now on like Instagram and stuff, some of them have been like, oh, it's just a bad edit. That's why I'm coming across badly. And it's like an edit. It's like, it's like people think, well, maybe the public doesn't know. Like, I can't edit you to say words that you haven't said. I can manipulate this conversation and cut things up and put things in a different order. But, like, mm -hmm. the people who are complaining about getting a bad edit, they have said the things that come out of their mouth, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like the meta-narrative of the show is, at, like, from the love experts and from Penny, uh, Peggy, George needs to change, George this, George that, like, he's awful, he's bad. And it's like... Wait, even well, the the expert people they've said he needs to change they've been like it's always about what he can do for her and for her needs it's never about him and his needs it's never about her compromising in any way shape or form it's he's got to change this that the other um but if he was being a total bellend like outside of what we see we would have seen it because it would be put in the edit yeah i mean they would want to show that they want to get as much drama as possible so 100 percent. so like and he said on, obviously it's coming from his mouth, but he has said on Twitter, because a few people have been like, why is everyone so mean to you? And he's like, I don't know, but that is how it happened, basically. Like the edit is pretty, in uh, for his storyline, it's pretty authentic, you mm -hmm. know? So that's how that ties into the Rosanna thing. If there was like worse stuff caught on camera or like worse stuff that had happened, not caught on camera in Rosanna's situation, she would have said it, we would have seen it on Married at First Sight. And this poor George guy 
I just feel like I, I can't believe the character development that has gone from Mr. Mummy Milkers to like, I feel so bad for him. This poor bloke, like, no one's questioning it. He's getting like from what I, I believe that he's getting emotionally abused on TV and where's the duty of care? That's it's so funny. I don't understand why. Why haven't they kicked them off? The same as everybody else. Like, why is it? What, is this like a weird sexist thing where like women can't be abusers or something? I don't. I don't get it. I'm confused. Or is it just like they think the storyline is too good? I honestly don't. I don't know. I I don't understand because. The audience reaction is very much on George's side, like all on the subreddit and on the Instagram comments and stuff. It's it's very much full of people just being like, "You poor, you poor bloke, leave that woman." Like she's mm-hmm. she's effectively trying to destroy, or they are trying to destroy this poor bloke's personality, and he's not done anything like wrong in the first place. He said a stupid thing on his wedding, like, "Okay, so oh, he did squats once. So what? How <laughs> I did squats could the other day he? in the gym." <laughs> oh my god why would you admit to that online <laughs> i i can't associate with this podcast anymore i'm sorry it's <laughs> the end of it now just to ask though just to for did she have big mommy milkers <laughs> i can't fucking say that it's a hideous sentence i hate it so much She's got a very 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 nice figure and clearly takes after us uh takes care of herself What's funny though, again, like this, right? For reality TV, subreddit, like the subreddits are the place to be for this stuff because people just be digging, right? Um, so she's so concerned with how she appears, like, and she wants to be prim and proper and appear in a certain way, right? Like, like classy and elegant. She was on a TV show called Take Me Out, and she looks completely different. And Take Me Out is about people going on dates and. Mm-hmm she wasn't exactly acting in the way she tries to put forward now, shall we say. So it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just funny. It's just funny. But um, yeah, I don't know if it is like a, cause I'm always a bit hesitant to go down that route of, cause people know that women can be sexist too, right? Like we know that we saw Buzzfeed um, with the man spreading video. We we all saw Mm -hmm. that. We know that women can be misandrist. Of course. I, I, I don't want to say it's a misandrous thing yet, but honestly, I'm not sure. It's confusing. But but mainstream TV is kind of like 10 years behind us online anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think it's 10 years behind civilization mm. in general. Like, just the average person. I don't know. Everything's kind of weird because I've started watching TV again. Every now and again, and I'm every time you see something, it's like, what the fuck is going on? What? How are they saying this? <laughs> How are they allowed to say this? Like, I started watching. I watched the Kardashians, by the way. I don't know if you know this about me. I really <laughs> love the Kardashians. I can't even think of an example, but just some of the stuff. It's like this is very weird, and there are people that are quite online as well. So I don't know. Mm. It's kind of like how um. Not that I suggest anyone does this, but if you watch the first few episodes of Towie, like in the first ever season, The Only Way is Essex, because um, I only watched like the first two episodes just to see what it was about. And this woman, I think she was the main character, Lauren Goodyear, she's getting like a spray tan done 
in I think the first episode and so she's in like her underwear again a spray tan done and then maybe it's the second episode actually because that happens in the first and then Mark Wright who's also like one of the main male characters he's watching that back in the second episode and he goes oh what's she done that for why is she half naked she looks about 16 stone and this was only about like between 10 and 14 years ago and people were openly allowed to talk like that on TV like it was really it was really like I was watching it and I was like what the fuck yeah it's like I think we've talked about this on this podcast before but like about the the fat family show that used to be on I remember watching mm. that when I was younger and it's like genuinely he comes in and he's like these porky fuckers these fat assholes like it's so bad Get you up, can't talk about people like bastards. That. I yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But then even like modern. Ah, oh, okay. This has just turned into a more generalized episode. But um, I've I'm quitting Made in Chelsea again. I saw your Instagram thing about it because I'm just fucked off. I'm just sick of it. Like again, there's no duty of care to these people. There's this girl called Inga and. There's this other girl called Ruby who has always hated Inga from day one. I think because Ruby and her Ruby and her older boyfriend Rez, um, you know, so as in Ruby and Rez got together when she was like 16, 15, and he was 24. So her older boyfriend. I mean, she's like 26 or something now, and like they've since broken up, but they're with each other for a long time. Yeah, I know, right? Um are they we just that. glossing over that? Like, what the fuck? Well, Made in Chelsea have, because, like, um, I think maybe she was, like, 25 or 26, and they were talking about how long they'd been together, and they said, like, when you do the... Because I remember doing a makeup video, like, two years ago, and I was being like, when you do the math, it equals illegal, right? But since they said that, they've tried to cover it up and, like mix up the dates a little bit because like a lot of people cottoned on to that um but when ruby and rez were together she was emotionally cheating on rez <laughs> part of my brain is like but do i blame her that much though because you know for the obvious dynamic do i blame her but regardless she was mostly cheating on this on rez with a guy called miles and this was during lockdown and they introduced this uh character well this woman not a character called inga <laughs> and miles liked inga and then they had sex and miles did what he does to every single woman he like pumps and dumps every it's like it's an epidemic with him just pumps and dumps but ruby has always hated inga from like the moment she came in because she was jealous that my because Miles was flirting with her and they were having an emotional affair basically, right? Mm -hmm. Miles was being like, break up with your boyfriend, you know? Um, and then he like goes and shags Inga. So Ruby has always hated Inga. And a lot of the other cast members seem to not like her either. And again, if she was just this total like asshole, we would have seen it by now. She's mm -hmm. been like, she has been nasty, but it's been in, in pure retaliation to these girls bullying her from day one, right? Um, and people who watch the show like to try and point out, oh, but, you know, when she was with Sam Prince, they were being mean to Julian. No, his name's Julius. <laughs> um, who wouldn't, like, you don't know because you don't watch the show, but who wouldn't be mean to Julius? Julius is like a... I'm so going to get sued by these people one day. He's like a fake life coach. 
I mean, he does uh-huh. life coaching, but like life coaching, you can literally just like print a little certificate off the internet. I don't driving. think life coaching is a real thing. I think everybody's full of shit. Like, okay, that's n- <laughs> good. Well, regardless, this guy is like he, you know, he's he's from he's in Maiden Chelsea, so he has lived a privileged existence. Like, mm-hmm. how is he going to coach me on my existential dread? He ain't going to be able to do that. He ain't qualified. <laughs> Get lost. And also, like, people just forget that he is also. If you're a bloke on this show, you're you're not a nice person. There's only ever been like two or three blokes who have been nice on the show, and guess what? They left. You know, mm-hmm. like in its entire history. Um, Again, I mean this with like the utmost respect and love. But can anybody who grew up rich be a nice person? I'm genuinely like that level of rich and privileged. Is it mm-hmm. possible? I don't because I, I don't know many rich rich people. You know. I think I, I know, know any. I don't know any rich, rich people. Do I? Oh my god! All the, all the, like you know, rich, rich people I've ever met have been assholes who um like to do drugs and give drugs to twenty-year-olds. So um, uh, not great, not great. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So like the, these girls, they've always hated Inga. You did, you edited that video for me of yeah. um Emily and what's her face being just like like slut shaming inga being like well mm-hmm. i heard she was da, 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 da. like shut up shut your mum like literally shut your mum <laughs> like just like weird right a mother and daughter sitting there like slut shaming and i don't even like that term i don't like the term slut shaming because it implies slut do you know what i mean mm-hmm. don't like yeah. it sex shaming whatever you want to call it um, they're just being assholes that's <laughs> yeah so anyway right <laughs> that video that I did where I was like, oh yeah, I reckon that Yaz and Sam Prince, who was dating Inga for two years, had an affair. And I've got nothing to base that on. I am so fucking vindicated and validated, right? Because they have let it slip at least <gasps> twice in recent episodes. Um, Yaz was talking to Sam on a bench and she says like, I know you're serious about this and serious about me because you wouldn't have thrown away your two year. And then she stops herself and he kind of goes, he looks away, maybe at production, he kind of goes, and she goes, I mean, you wouldn't have done all of, all of this for me. And I think that is so funny that the fucking editors kept that in because you know that they probably <laughs> did that line 10 times. Like, you know that. And the editors kept that one in where she basically admits he threw away a two-year relationship for her. And then, like, in, in a recent episode, like the most recent episode, um, he goes to her, I exploded or imploded my life to be with you. And she was like, yeah, and you dragged me down there, right? Which again implies, like, I reckon they had a physical affair. There was 100% emotional cheating gone on. They've like slipped up and admitted it, right? So Sam and it, uh, Sam and Yasif like were together for all of five minutes. And then Sam kept ringing Inga to try and get her attention because he's he's actually like allegedly uh, a sociopath, right? Okay. Um, Inga's like just being a bit smug about it. Who wouldn't? Like, your boyfriend has, let's be real, cheated on you with someone else but now they're running back to you you would be a bit like hey, hey. um mm-hmm. the cast have changed it to this narrative of somehow inga is a home wrecker <laughs> they've not said this but that's how like they're all behaving um oh, yes dump sam <laughs> drama this is so funny like i live for this stuff yes dump sam sam and inga go out for a drink whether they they might have shagged they might have not who knows doesn't matter inga has no loyalty to yaz i hope that she fucked him out of spite i hope that she did it just to piss yasmin off um (laughs) but like the cast yeah they're, they're, they're basically acting as though like 
Inga's a home wrecker. Like, she's a cheat. Somehow Yasmin deserves better, even though this has been a pattern of behavior of Yasmin's to go after cast members' recent exes or go after guys that her friends are interested in. It's all there on Main Chelsea for you to watch, right? But audiences seem to have like a five second fishbowl, uh, well, fish goldfish memory when it comes to this stuff. Not me. Fishbowl is more accurate. <laughs> fishbowl. My fucking photogenic memory, but only for pointless drama and gossip. Could have been a scientist, but instead I'm doing this in my life. Um, <laughs> and it is to the point that like I'm watching this and it's like, nah, nah. And so E4 put out a statement and they've never done that before on Instagram being like, remember to hashtag be kind because the cast members of Main Chelsea have family and friends who are reading your comments. They are only saying that because Ruby and Yaz are getting backlash. Ruby is being horrible. She is a bully. She's just a vindictive little bully. She's quite poisonous and toxic. Always has been. She's she's a nasty girl, right? And if she's not, if she's actually a really nice person, then babe, you need to have a word with those editors because they don't like you. I don't know. Did you spit in their coffee or something? Because they're giving you like a bad edit if so. But again, you can't edit words into someone's mouth. You just can't do that. They're well, nowadays you yet. can, but they haven't okay. started oh, doing yeah. that yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I guess. Let me retract that. Um <laughs> So I think clearly, like, Yaz and Ruby have complained to E4 Chelsea um, on Instagram. E4 Chelsea are being, like, hashtag be kind. And it's so fucking superficial and facetious. Like, mm -hmm. me and Chelsea have endorsed, I said this in my Instagram thing, where I was like, I was just tagging them. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> and I, was like, I was in a fighter mood. They've endorsed misogyny on their program for the past 10 years. The earlier seasons, heavily misogynic, so full of slut shaming. Um so full of just kind of the emotional abuse of women for there was this girl called Binky right her boyfriend cheated on her with an Binky. orgy well her name's Alexandra but she's called Binky for some reason but her boyfriend cheated on her and had an orgy what? <laughs> yeah 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 like like these poor women have just been put through the ringer for like a decade and Yes, you can argue that it's constructed reality and you can argue that these people go on these shows in the first place, but it's not a good argument to have because they have, they've never, they've never tried to disavow the clear and blatant sexism that goes on in the, mm -hmm. they've never done anything like that. So they are endorsing it. They do think that on some level it's okay to just treat women like shit and collateral damage for views. Sick of it. Not watching it anymore. Solidarity for this poor Inga person. I just feel I feel bad for her. Like, what has she done? Nothing. <laughs> she just existed and they hated her. I don't know. I'm not talking about the people who get cheated on, right? But, like, the people who do the cheating, the people who are being bitchy and catty, and do they not just want peace in their lives? Like, are they not tired? I don't know. It just sounds really exhausting to be doing all of this. And, like, I don't know. Oh, I get in this relationship with somebody who cheated. Now I'm going to cheat on them. And now I'm going to bully the person that and then we're going to do a whole thing in an emotional affair. Like, shh, calm down. Go to sleep. Smoke some weed. Take a nap. I know I just said two versions of sleep, but it's important. <laughs> Drink some water. I don't know. Like, calm down. I don't get it. <laughs> I wonder about that too. But like, with Made in Chelsea, there is the caveat right that these people come from money in a generational wealth because because like i think i said in the video i did on my main channel that i don't really understand yasmin's game with all of this because right now like a lot of the audience don't really like her she's making herself 
look a bit daft. She's 24. It's going to have a knock-on effect. I wouldn't say exactly she maybe has the right personalities because some of them do go on and do like presenting gigs, but you have to do you have to have a bit of a specific personality to do that. Like there's a bloke called Jamie Lang. He's done loads of presenting stuff, but again, like he's got that. I guess you're gonna say quoi about him, right? Whereas like out of the current cast, there's a girl called Olivia Bentley. I reckon she'd do quite well on like other TV shows, but. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, well, what's the end game here? Because you are making yourself look a bit foolish on TV. Um, this will pass, like your stint on Made in Chelsea, unless you want to stay on here for the next decade. It's going to be temporary. Maybe you've got another two seasons in you. What are you going to do afterwards? But of course, they don't have to worry because they do have their family's money to... Mm-hmm. But like, there's a guy on the show called Robbie and he's been training to be a lawyer like whilst he's been on the show. And I don't know about you, but like if... <laughs> So, like, a lot of his storylines include um, him having threesomes with his boyfriend and then it inevitably causing so much drama and shit in his relationship because, like, he wants to have his cake and eat it. Because he got, he 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 knew, he newly came out and then he got a boyfriend straight away, so he didn't really give himself the opportunity to go out and date around and just shag about a bit, you know? That's one of my, that's mm-hmm. my complaint about Fifty Shades of Grey. Anna's a virgin when she meets Christian. She thinks that she's in love with him. No, she's just, like, he's just rich and you've not shagged anyone else. Like, it's, it's important to at least date and experience different things, right? I, th- I think mm-hmm. that it's important to do that. But anyway, so he's been in a relationship with, Robbie and Joel have been in a relationship for a few years. They keep having threesomes and then it just blows up in their face and it causes loads of toxic drama. And I don't know, but it, like he's he's training to have like a really serious job role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I just, I I don't know. Like one time, one time at a bar, I was talking to, I used to work at this bar in Liverpool Street. Like financial is near the city of London. So finance not finance bros, like actual serious financial people and stuff. They'd come in, we'd chat and stuff. And I would say like about, I asked about, um, you know, media and finances, can they ever, you know, media and banking can, and a lot of them, they were old school. They were like, it's a conflict of interest. If you wanted to job mm. in banking, you couldn't do radio. It's a bit different, a little bit different now with social media, obviously, but still that old school attitude like maintains conflict of interest, right? So mm. you've got this guy who's training to be, imagine like, you're being defended in court by this lawyer, but you can go on E4 catch-up and see him have a threesome and then argue with his boyfriend and cry about it. Is that yeah, not a no. conflict of interest? Is is it not? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it would be a bit weird to have that as your lawyer. And then, like, Kim Kardashian is training to be a lawyer as well, and she mm. passed the baby bar and all that. So, like, imagine having any of these people as your... Imagine you've killed someone and somebody from Maiden Chelsea is representing you. And I'd argue it's not even about the sexual escapades because ultimately, who cares? Who cares? If you have a threesome, what, none of my business. But it's the 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 toxic like uh, aftermath of it because mm-hmm. um, they've both been quite like toxic and nasty to each other. Just seeing that, how is that not a conflict of interest? Do you know what I mean? Like he's been quite mm-hmm. nasty to some of the some of the girls on the show sometimes. So again, like how is it not? I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess it's a different world when you have money. Yeah, I mean, even I worry about, like, because I do YouTube, but uh, like, I study psychology and would like to one day potentially work in psychology. And I'm like, am I going to be able to, like, work with patients 
if I'm a YouTuber, like how is that going to work? So I don't know. So I'm looking at going into academia instead, but then at the same time, that might be worse because I could be teaching a bunch of 19 year olds and two of them might know who I am. <laughs> you know, It's a very real fear and it is something that should be considered properly because as it stands now, like if I want to, do you know, do you know what? There's still, hmm. I don't know. I would have to get, I would have to maybe get like 10 times the amount of subs I have for I think there to be a real world consequence if I went back into the job market. But obviously it depends on the job as well. Like I think maybe a lot of offices probably won't really mind, but if it starts to become a conflict, of, again, that word conflict of interest, Tanya Burr, who was a vlogger uh, of the Brit like vlog squad, she was friends with Zoella and Alfie Days and stuff. She, um, she used to work at a beauty counter and she started doing youtube videos on the side of that little makeup related videos and the beauty counter people found out about it and told her it's a conflict of interest and she can't do youtube and that at the same time you know mm -hmm. um i think maybe it's different now for like those kind of yeah, jobs office job yeah. but like things with like working directly with like vulnerable clients and stuff you know like oh, yeah. with that kind of power dynamic like if you are somebody's lawyer or you're somebody's doctor like then it's a bit yeah. questionable so i don't know i don't well, know well um curran raj who has come on my podcast before he's basically like the tiktok doctor he's got mm -hmm. like millions of subscribers and he still works for the nhs and i think it goes hand in hand and it's all it's all still fine but I, it probably just depends on what you're putting out there because obviously like yeah. all the stuff that he puts out is medical related and it's informative you know yeah, he's not sharing his relationship drama He's not being like, so I wanted to bring in a third person for this threesome and uh, my partner didn't like it. <laughs> so we did it anyway and now everyone's crying. Dear God. That is the exact storyline. <laughs> but it's kind of funny though. It's kind of funny though because it's like they had free a threesome once with this guy called Geronimo, right? In, um, I think it was in Corsica in the south of France. His name is Geronimo. Yep. That's just a red flag in and of itself. Well, like, so they have this threesome once and bless him, Robbie's still crying about it now. And it's kind of like, his dick must have been magical, babe, if you did it once. And like, he, he's being like, I did fall for him. I did like, if you feathered love, like from, <laughs> you know, it was like, that must have been a magical penis. <laughs> I just can't get over the name Geronimo. I'm just imagining that's what he says when he... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Taking it too far. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet now. This was only meant to be like a 30 minute long podcast. We were supposed to talk about Rosanna Pensino and Mr. Beast, and that was it. And now we're. <laughs> well, we did that, didn't we? It was all right. We did. We did. We achieved our goal and extra. People should be thanking us. They should. They should. <laughs> they should donate straight to my PayPal. Help me pay for some of these hotels so I can still give you this incredible content all about reality British TV. You know? Exactly. Help you pay your TV license. All that. What's that? <laughs> Do you not I'm have paying. those then? Yeah, yeah. I okay. So I'm, I'm paying, I've never paid for a TV license in my life. What are they going to do? Send their little van round and give me a letter through the post box? Like, I give a shit. What are they going to do? They, like, take you to court. Maybe like you shouldn't say this. I'm the, I am literally the hardest person. This, I'd like to see them try. Put me in a courtroom, see what happens. <laughs> cut, cut to me, weeping. <laughs>
I would like it to be known that I have paid my TV license. Please <laughs> don't come to my door with your little van. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just a fair dodger, aren't I? Who can, well, I think morally and ethically, why should we pay for a TV license and fund the BBC when they protected Jimmy Savile for years? Just saying. You've got a fair point. My TV license doesn't go to the BBC. So there there you go. I have family that work in RTE. So I feel like I'd rather just give him the money. But here we are. Yeah, your TV licenses hopefully don't protect nonces. So, you know. But yeah, I'm no, the bad the, person. We just had like a, a financial, like, people getting extra dodgy money under the table scandal. That's about as far as it's gotten. We haven't had any Jimmy Savile-esque <laughs> stories. Oh, God. I think we've done a good job today. I think we, we got a lot in here. Oh, I've been so a little bit could... aggressive, but it's okay. <laughs> I've still got so much to talk about, though. Like, did I really? My <laughs> life. My 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 life's actually all right. I saw um, went to some shows on the weekend. I'll talk about that next time. I'll talk about the shows that I saw because they was they was well good in it. Yes. Well, I need to go anyway because I have to go to a webinar about neuroscience and AI. So. <laughs> We can talk about that in the next one as well. Okay, awesome. Because I need to go film my Fifty Shades video fucking finally. You know, I started the script in October 2022. You've been talking about it for much longer. Wait, 2022? Yeah, that's when the scripts, that's when I first, yep. That's when I started it and then I just kept forgetting to do it or slash repressing it. You need to say that at the beginning of the video. Apparently, like, it, it actually makes people watch longer if you talk about the ways that the video has either financially or emotionally burdened you, which is why Swoop does it so often. So, <laughs> sorry, I've come to fight as well today, apparently. <laughs> I'm 100%, I'm going to do that. I want people to know that this has like really hurt my soul. And this is the second book out of three. And I'm going to do the third. And then, because she's a mad lad, E.L. James rewrote Fifty Shades from Christian's perspective for all three books. And I'm going to do them as well. I don't care if it kills me. I know. I'm just, I'm so brave like that. But you are so stunning and brave. I'm and your eyebrows look great. <laughs> I'm too good for this platform. Why am I not on Made in Chelsea or Married at First Sight? You're not enough of a cunt to be on Made in Chelsea. It's a shame because I really think that I am. But, huh, guess not. No, you're just more, like, you're not bright and cheerful, but you're not, like, a horrible, nasty person. <laughs> That's the I, difference. I'm, I'm see, like, yeah, Callum says that secretly. He once said that you're secretly the nicest person that I know, but it's like no one's allowed to know it. And it's like, yeah, that's true. Don't fucking say that over my street cred, you know. Okay, you're awful. You're terrible. I actually despise you. I don't know why we do this. There you go. Does that help? Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Let's wrap this episode up. That was that was today's episode. Good Lord. What a long one. What a long one. But I hope you learned a thing or two about um, uh, Made in Chelsea. And big mommy milkers. And big mommy milkers. <laughs> 
that's the main <laughs> takeaway thank you guys so much for watching and listening do make sure to check us out on spotify and itunes i make new podcasts whenever i can i might do podmus so that's something to look forward to but if i don't just never bring it up <laughs> no no promises here bring it up bring it up and give me five stars on spotify because it really helps and i don't like seeing i don't like it when i go on spotify and see that someone's got a new podcast but then they've got more ratings than me no give me five <laughs> stars all of you if all of you gave me five stars then i'd well have two stars but it'd be two more than before <laughs> beautiful <laughs> okay guys thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time bye bye